Welcome to season two of the Current and Cast podcast. This is the same old political or review podcast. Instead, this podcast is about current events, sports, technology, life, and yes, whiskey. So pour yourself a good drink or just imagine yourself doing so and join us for the next hour or so in Lubbock. I'm Chad Hasty, and in Nashville, Tennessee, he's Matt Martin, and it's time for another episode of Current and Cask. Matt, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024, my friend. Happy New Year. Um, it's, it is, it's it is a uh, brand new year. It's we good took to the have last a new year. couple of weeks off uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, travel and the holidays and Christmas and the new year, and uh, now, now we're here ready to to open up a brand new bottle. Yes, it's a brand new bottle of a brand new whiskey to some extent. Um, special yeah. edition whiskey, the Balcones Cataleja. Cataleja. Yes. A so, 15th anniversary edition. That's right. 15th anniversary. Now, here's the thing. The word Cataleja is a loose translation of the English word spyglass. And there's, they say, as we chart our course, we honor our elders by viewing the horizon through their lens learning the lessons we need to chart our own course and ensuring the future of Texas whiskeys and American single malts. And as you know, this year, or well, last year, but but recently they decided to move towards almost 100% single malts. They're doing very little in the way of, of other whiskeys now. Yeah, but, and so this is, uh, it's, a, it's a new bottle, Cataleja. Uh, it's a new shape. Yeah, it's of a different bottle. shape than anything they've had before. Yeah, so it's it's new in that direction, and uh, I just I got just got the plastic off. I mean, this is mm-hmm. unwrapping. This yeah. is <laughs> this is this is okay. uh, a very first for me. Now you've had yours opened, right? I, I just opened it today, but yes, um, I, tonight while I was waiting on you, I've been kind of letting it open up, kind of rest. Uh, I have right, been let me smelling see if I can... it. I, w- I want you to smell it and tell me what you smell because it is different from anything I think I've smelled before. Okay, let me let me let me see if I can get this on the microphone. Okay, hang on, hang on. Okay, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pour. All right, while you're pouring, the single malt is made with 100% Golden Promise malted barley. It was aged in refill casks, which is what almost all scotches are are, uh, are aged in. Then they mixed it up in a variety of decommissioned, are you ready for this? Sherry, Solera, Punchins, Moscatel, Amontillado Dolce, Oloroso Sherry, and Palo Cortado. So... It's a very, very, um, I, I guess all of those are different types of sherry, but I, I mean, they threw the kitchen sink at this thing. <laughs> they, they, yeah. And okay. I'm, so I'm smelling it and it smell. it's a very, it's a very good smell. It's got a uh, very strong smell to it too. It's, and that's what I, yes. I was fascinated by because it's not, you, you kind of, get little bits and pieces of some, but this one just comes out and says, here I am. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, and again, I'm just smelling it, which, you know, for uh, for those listening, 
I know maybe that's a fascinating thing this to to hear on the podcast. Me smelling. Uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of uh, a little plum. A little. I, I definitely get some cherry. I'm definitely getting some cherry uh, in the uh, in the smell. I don't know if you do or not. Maybe yeah, a little cherry. Yeah, I, I got I'm a lot getting of, some cherry. I got a lot of dark. Um, it's almost, um, I want to say maybe dried fruits, but not right. like bright dried fruits. It's like a, I mean, it smells kind of dark. You get some like cinnamon, maybe slightly, um, but definitely moving towards some of those, uh, almost some of the things you expect to smell out of a rye or, yeah. uh, out of a well-aged rum, maybe even. Um, mm. some, some of those smells and, uh, I, I can definitely smell some of that sherry that they've got in there. Just kind of a hint of it there. But, but I mean, it's, uh, it's there. And yours has been opening up for a little bit. You've, yeah, you've mine, had yours mine open has been for opening up a little bit. Yeah. Yours has been open for a little bit. Mine is mm-hmm. just fresh out of the bottle. That's right. Uh, so here we go. Cheers. We'll, we'll do a, a cheers. I'll yeah, there we go. Right on the microphone. And I'll do a uh, a first taste here of the Balcones Cataleja. Wow, it's different, isn't that, it? That that coats your mouth. It does. Uh, that is really good. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and 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 uh, that that latest wow that I just did it it hit me. Uh, I got another. Uh, very, very sweet. Oh, this is a great bottle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is good. So it's very dark. So uh, one of my favorite bottles by Balconis was called, they had dawn and dusk and I bought the dusk and it had very kind of dark flavors to it. I called dark. I, I think of, you know, brown sugars, molasses, your dried fruits, like, um, like fig like to me this has a lot of kind of figgy flavors to it it has a lot of uh you know you you were talking about some cherry like a dark cherry kind of kind of feeling in there and and all those kind of flavors kind of mixed together and maybe even like a raisin aftertaste and and it but it's got it is a flavor bomb though i mean it's just full of flavor it's a flavor bomb that um, it 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 hits you. It coats your mouth. And again, we'll get uh, much more uh, in depth in the the review. If you're new to the podcast, we get more in depth in the review uh, at the very end of the podcast. Uh, you know, during the uh, podcast, we're discussing other other topics, other things going on in the world while also enjoying a drink. Uh, but this. Uh, this is uh, for both of us. Our first time uh, having this. Uh, Matt and I got it when uh, you were actually in town from Nashville. And yeah, we found it, it at our. Um, can't get it here. Yeah, you can't get it there in Nashville, huh? No, no, it's not. Uh, we we picked it up at uh, one of the uh, Lubbock Specs. Give them a shout out, Lubbock Specs location, and uh, they had a few bottles there. And this this is uh, this is very good. And we paid about uh, a hundred. And twenty for it. I'm going to throw, uh, you know, throw the price. We paid about a one twenty, 
Um, yeah. I've seen the prices anywhere between about 120 and 140, 150 um, online, but uh, 120, 125, I think we were right in that lower end of that. Out there, it's yeah, spec. that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so well, and other a lot of times we Adelaide. we wait even to get into this far into talking about it, but because it was such an interesting flavor, this is our first time back. I'm like, I need to hear what your first impressions are. Yeah, and I, I love how you put uh, a that, that uh, you had the uh, like the taste bomb, the fruit bomb yeah. uh, that, that that you said, and it is like that, and it, I mean, it's something that it hits. It, it, once you take a sip, it coats your mouth. And to me, there's, there's not, I mean, it's a very, how do I put it? It's, it's a chewy, smooth, uh, taste. And then it hits you again, uh, just seconds, you know, seconds afterwards, it hits you again with that, uh, that, that, that sherry wine, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, taste uh, that you get. And so you get a little bit of that sweetness on the back end. Uh, you get some of it on the front end, and then it kind of fills your mouth with all types of uh, of different flavors. And then you get another sweet, at least for me, another uh, a punch of sweetness uh, as uh, as it goes down. Yeah. Now, I do. There is one thing that I don't like as much about it. Yeah. And that is that it does, it is, uh, and I like malts. And normally with Balconis, you don't get as much of that malt flavor, but I feel like that malt is, is front and center as well. Like, you know, you're drinking a malt whiskey. So all these other flavors are great. I, I like a lot of malt whiskeys, but I like them to try to get rid of some of that maltiness from it. And this one mm-hmm. doesn't even try. Um, and for a lot of people, that's going to be fine. And for me, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it because of how good the rest of it is. It just surprised me at how malty it really was. I, I gotta be honest and, and maybe, um, maybe I'm just not tasting it right now. Hmm. I don't get that. I don't really get that. Yeah. I mean, it may be from my end only. I don't know that that was just something that I, you know, I, I drink a lot of malt whiskeys and, right. um, to me it was just kind of the first thing I noticed when I smelled it was kind of yeah. malt. And then I started that malt kind of faded away a little bit and you could smell everything else. And then I, I felt like the first time it hit my tongue, I was like, Oh yeah, that's a malt. And then the other, the other uh, flavors kind of came out from that after drinking a couple of sips. Yeah. I don't And I'll say this, uh, I've got it, it. And you know this about me, Matt, uh, I'm also a big red wine drinker. Love red wines. You are, yeah. Uh, and I love to smell the big bold reds. That's one of my favorite things about red wines. And a big bold red is when they uncork it, and you can smell it, right? And it, you know, to, to that, that smells coming out of the ball. I'm getting that with this. Yeah. I'm getting that fruit smell. I've got the. Uh, it's I've very got the glass. fruity. It is. Yeah, I'm, I, I've got the glass sitting away from me. And, and this is coming from a guy who has been a little bit congested uh, since Christmas. <laughs> Whatever's been going around, boy, we've had it at our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little congested, a little cough, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, the nasal stuff. And I can still smell it yeah. as it's uh, sitting a little bit away from me on my desk right now. 
Yeah. So I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So I, I don't want to overdo just, you know, this whiskey. Uh, we definitely want to talk about it because it is what we name our episodes after. But, but yeah, th- I mean, this is actually a fantastic whiskey as far as I can tell. And, um, I mean, if you're looking for a flavor bomb, look this thing up. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get no, back we'll, into yeah. we'll, uh, our review. We'll, we'll let talk it, about. We'll let it. Uh, yeah. Over the we'll we'll take the next uh, what what do you say about forty minutes or so? Yeah. And uh, get into a couple of issues, couple of things, couple of news items out there, and, uh, and then we'll get back to it. We'll be drinking this entire time, and uh, which makes and, it and only we'll get back better. Into, and, well, and, and what what's good about that is that. You know, it, it, this is going to open up for both of us, and uh, we'll see what it's like about a an hour in. And uh, you know, and, and, and I might be on my second or third class by then. Yeah, Who knows? Could be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's that good. Uh, let's see. You can, by the way, you can follow us on social media. Uh, I'm at Chad HD Radio on the X. So Matt Martin is at Matt Martin on the X, formerly known as Twitter. And you can uh, follow us there, and uh, of course engage with us also on the current in cask podcast twitter or x at current and cask is where you can find us uh, on that matt we've got a, a national college football championship game coming up on monday yeah yeah and i think um i think it surprised some people but you know you didn't sound very surprised but i i was a little surprised at who we've got coming we've got uh michigan as well as Washington going to play each other. It went, you know, every year it seems to be an SEC team and, you know, somebody else or an SEC and a Big Ten. Um, This time we have the Big Ten, but we got a Pac-12 along with it. And I don't remember, when was the last time the Pac-12 was in the national championship? Boy, I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure, it was, I'm sure it was USC at some point, but it's been a long, uh, yeah, long time. USC or Oregon. Oh, yeah. If I had, if I had, if if I would have thought about it, I would have gone back and looked. But it was probably USC or Oregon uh, in the uh, in, in in there. But I mean, it's it's been a while, and uh, I, I I think a lot of people were thinking Alabama was going to wiggle their way in. I, I'm close. I was man. I I did not want to see them even in the playoffs. Um. And and I know as far as money's concerned, I don't know if you've seen this before, but University of Texas, Alabama are two of the biggest money makers in the NCAA, and that would yeah. have been their biggest money maker. Now Michigan's a big money maker too, so yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna uh, take that away from them. But Washington was kind of like the least money maker they had in the whole playoffs, and so. I really think people are going to watch just because Alabama is not in it though. I think people are tired of seeing Alabama in there. Yeah, I think so. I think people are a little bit tired of it, but I think, you know, you've got, obviously you, you have uh, Michigan with just a, a huge, huge fan base. And uh, I think they're favored. The last time I saw they're favored by about four, maybe four and a half points. Uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be more of a shootout game, if I had to guess, uh, which I actually think if it's a shootout, I think that benefits Washington. It could. I, mean, they, I think they, it bene- I, because Washington, they're used to say what you will about Michigan. And I'm if I had to pull for a team, I'm, I'm pulling for Michigan. Uh, 
but the but Michigan that Big Ten style of football, and I know there are people who love Big Ten football and people who hate Big Ten football. Um, it it is uh, Michigan's defense is what really keeps them in games, and if you're looking at you know doing a a, a an air not not necessarily an air raid, but a back and forth where you're going to score each team's going to score you know more than twenty points. I think that favors Washington. Uh, in the uh, in, in the national championship, yeah, I'm going to take Michigan. I'm going to take Michigan because I think their defense is going to get to uh, the quarterback. But uh, I, I think if it's a shootout, I think that's good for Washington, not so good for Michigan. Well, and I want to say this though: um, I, you watch games like this that should be shootouts, and how yeah. many times have you seen them like two teams that are just massive offensive? I mean, crazy offensive teams go in and it become a completely defensive game. Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot. And I'm not sure what exactly makes that happen that way, but I mean, it would not the surprise time. me if it does end up a, a defensive game just because. Yeah, I think you're more likely to see a shootout in the national championship than you are, uh, especially during the playoff uh, era. Mm -hmm. Because you've got that like 30 days off before you play round one. And you've got, I mean, when you, when you've got some of these head coaches who are just phenomenal head coaches, uh, like Nick Saban, uh, you know, like uh, Harbaugh, they know how to plan for you. And you oh, give, yeah. you give almost any coach 30 days, they're going to be able to study your team and they're going to be able to, to, you know, stifle your offense a little bit. They've had a week now. Yeah, that's a little bit more difficult to plan for than uh, yeah, than, than thirty days. Yeah, a month yeah. beforehand. Yeah, so uh, I think you know again. I have to see if Washington, if their running back is still hurt. Uh, you know, he went down during the uh, during the game uh, against UT. Uh, if if he's down, that's that's a big loss for uh, Washington. Yeah, but, that's going to hurt. You know, them. they've got a quarterback who was was you know one of the uh, one of the finalists for the Heisman. They've got wide receivers that are going to end up playing on uh, playing on Sundays in the NFL, so they're they're stacked, and and Michigan is too. Michigan is stacked, so uh, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I'm I'm just glad it's two different teams, Matt. Yeah, I know we don't. It's not Alabama, and no. I'm not an Alabama hater. Not Georgia. Uh, I respect I respect Alabama, you know, for what they've. Let's let's be honest here, okay? If if Texas Tech were blessed <laughs> to be to to have the 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 uh, the 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 winning uh, pedigree that Alabama had, you and I would be so thrilled about it. We'd be we would be like Alabama fans. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I respect Alabama. I respect uh, Georgia for what they've been able to do. I'm just so happy we get two teams that haven't won it in a very long time. And uh, and that's the championship we get to get to see on Monday. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I'm gonna say I don't know that they're gonna win, but I'm gonna be going for Washington on this one. Wow! And, and well, the reason there's a couple of reasons. Number one is the the Pac-12 is gone. I mean, there's nothing left. There's two teams going to be left of them, and Isn't if you're gonna that go hilarious, out, by the way, if you're gonna that... go out, go out with a bang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, isn't that hilarious, though? Is that the best year the Pac-12 has had in football in years? And they're being decimated. It's over. 
for the Pac-12. Yeah, no uh, TV contracts, no nothing. Now, and uh, I think I think Washington's heading to the big the Big Ten. I think so too. I think Washington, USC, some of those others, they're going to the Big Ten, but they're not there right now. You got two Big Ten teams facing each other in the national championship game uh, with uh, Michigan and uh, in Washington. I'm going for Washington. I'm going for Michigan. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Michigan, uh, and it goes back to when I was a little kid. And this this shows you uh, just you know how much influence uh, like a uh, a sweat a sweater uh, a sweatshirt can have. Uh, or, you know, like my dad going, my dad went on a business trip and he went to Michigan, uh, for business and he brought me back a Michigan sweater and it was a Michigan Wolverines, uh, sweatshirt. And the only reason that I liked it was because I was a fan of X-Men and Wolverines. And so in my little kid mind, Matt. I was like, this is awesome. This is where uh, Wolverine would have gone, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. And it's stupid. And it's like the dumbest reason to like it. To, but that's, you know, in my little kid mind, that's what I was equating it to at first. And then I learned the history of Michigan and the fight song, all that. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's fun. And so and it's not like I grew up in a college town. I grew up in in, in, in Dallas-Fort Worth, so... You know, it's you, you don't have like a, just a natural born loyalty towards a college uh, unless your parents were, you know, hammering you on SMU or UNT or UT or Texas Tech, Texas A&M. But you weren't there in a college town. So you, right. you kind of a kind of a open for anything. And so, uh, yeah, I guess I liked Michigan. I still had that soft spot. For I kind of had that going for me. I got a, a tank top. When we went down to Florida, it was a vacation, and it it had an alligator on it. Oh, and nice. uh, you know, I became a Florida Gators fan because I love that tank top. For a li- I mean, kinda. You know, yeah. I wasn't like just this big Florida Gators fan. But if they played, I was like, hey, yeah, go Gators! Like Gators, yeah, yeah go yeah, Gators! Exactly. Hey, on uh, speaking of uh, football, I saw this uh, story that came out uh, a little bit. Not really a story, but a uh, infographic. The NFL accounted for 93 of the top 100 most watched U.S. TV broadcasts last year. That's not surprising. If you include college football, that number increases to 96 out of the top 100 most watched TV broadcast in the United States. Uh, that's pretty impressive. That means, uh, yeah. number one, the NFL's back after the whole... Um, you know, kneeling you thing. They are. Yeah, yeah. After the, I mean, they they've kind of been working to kind of get away from that. I think, not overtly, but you know, that most of that settled down. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, people just love college football. Yeah. Well, so here's here's uh, kind of the breakdown here. There were, by the way, no NBA game. Major League Baseball, NHL, Major League Soccer, or college basketball game made it to the top 100. Okay? None. Doesn't surprise uh, me. Just the NFL. The uh, the the other broadcast, uh, number 21, the number 21, and they, don't, they didn't label what it was, uh, political programming. So something political <laughs> last year uh, made number 21. Okay? That, that was probably Fox News and something. 
Yeah, probably. Uh, number 60 was the Academy Awards, which I can't believe yeah, I don't that that believe many people that actually watch the Academy that's, Awards. That's, that's amazing. That's hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where's uh, where's the other one? I'm getting, ah, number 45 was the Thanksgiving Parade in 2023. You know, that I don't guess that surprises me because some people just have it as a tradition. They might not even actually watch it, but it's a tradition to have it on every single Thanksgiving morning. We, we have it on. Uh, my wife loves the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. One of her goals, one of her life goals is to be a balloon person in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. She wants to... Uh, be one of the one one of the people holding the balloons. Nice, yeah, that's think, what she I think wants. She to could do. pull that off. I, you, you've got to like know people, and you got to know people who work for Macy's, and then you got to go to a, like a a school for balloon holding. I don't know, and uh, and then and then you get to go out there and you get to walk around with the balloon. Well, uh, so let me ask this: What about the uh, the dog show afterwards? A lot of people watch that too. See. The dog show didn't make it. You okay. know why? You got NFL football right afterwards. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true, too. If it's between yeah. the dogs and the NFL, I'm going NFL. Yeah. Yeah. But in our house, you got uh, we got the Thanksgiving Day Parade on. We got the Thanksgiving Day Parade, then you got football right afterwards. Uh, the, the, other, the only other programming that made the list was the lead out the initial TV show after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Why wouldn't they say what the political programming was? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they... It's just... I don't know. I didn't put it together. I mean, right? Because, I mean, it. they, they told us exactly what the other things were. Well, they did and they did it. They just said Academy Awards, which, okay, Thanksgiving Parade, uh, and then Super Bowl lead out. Which I don't know what that was last year. Do you remember the TV show no, right no, after but it, the Super Bowl? It really just boils down to people still had the TV on. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, it was the yeah, Super they Bowl. They were stuffing their faces after the game, and what we saw was that. What's yeah, that TV exactly. show? And they didn't watch the whole thing. Probably ten minutes in, they turned it off and realized it wasn't the NFL anymore. Yeah. Now that's but uh, oh, so another graphic that I saw. I mean, I've been looking at a lot of graphics lately. Uh, you know the uh, the Stanley Cups, not the hockey, but you know the uh, the the Yeti for women. Yeah, Oh, my wife. Does your has wife one. have one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She does. I mean, okay. she she got it as a present when she left uh, Covenant, I think. But yeah, okay. she uh, she has one. Does she, she love it? it? Yeah. She okay. Takes it. She well, takes it with her this, everywhere she goes. So this week, Target. And Stanley launched a new Valentine's Day, a new color for their Stanley Cups. And women around the nation went crazy, Matt. And there's video of, like, women attacking each other in the display in El Paso at their Target trying to get their hands on these uh, Stanley Cups. Now, are you sure? I mean, because we're talking about El Paso. I know. So you sure that's the reason for the the attack? That's what it was. They they, they were going out at the display. Oh, this is and like, they were getting trampled. This is like hot pink. It's like a red. I don't know. It looks pretty pink, like a bright, oh, like a dark uh, bright pink almost. Well, it's supposed to be for Valentine's Day. I know, I know. It's but get it's this, special. Get this. Uh, I, I saw this uh, this stat the other day. 
the uh, Stanley Company is not a new company. They've been around no. for a long time. A 110-year-old no. company. Yeah, I was going to say probably 100 years. Yeah, a 110-year-old company that went from doing $70 million in sales in 2019. Have you? Do you know how much they did last year? Uh, $1.2 billion. Now, it wasn't that quite of a job. Oh, I just close. tried. $750 million in sales because of that water bottle. I wonder if they can keep that up. I mean, they make them really well. They don't go bad. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll probably be rolling in the dough for a while. Cause I mean, all you gotta do is release a new color. Well, this was uh, like, I was watching and they've got a, like a YouTube one minute thing or a TikTok or something where a woman has like every single color, like yeah. they, they collect them. Yeah. And that doesn't make and sense to know. me. I mean, it's one cup supposed to last forever. Yeah. But you know, you got to accessorize, man. And so I think that's kind of the deal. Well, it's got to match your purse. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Your Stanley I think so. Cup has to match your purse. Yeah. See, like I've got my Yeti. That's just a black Yeti that I've got. I got a black Yeti. Right. It matches your uh, soul. Right. And I've got a couple other Yetis, but the, my primary uh, drinking cup is the uh, the black Yeti. Uh, I I don't know what makes the Stanley better than the Yeti, or is it better? It, or is it just the ladies like it a little bit more because of the TikTok? No, I don't know. It, it's I'll tell you why it's better than Yeti. All right, tell me. It's the straw. Yeti has a straw too. No, no, not most of them. Most of them had the sip, and uh, the Yetis didn't have the uh, the handle like the Stanley does. Surely, some of the new ones. Some do. of the new ones now that they that Stanley did it. Oh. They're, so that's now, it, huh? The handle and the straw. They're now the copycat group. They're in the copycat oh, no. team now. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, Stanley, uh, you know, and Stanley's looks like uh, a thermos. It does. It's like an upside down thermos, but it looks like a thermos, like one of the old it Stanley does. thermoses. And right. people have yeah. nostalgia to those things. I don't think ladies have nostalgia towards the thermos. No, I think that I do. I mean, I see one of those old, ugly green, you know, the green kind of speckled yeah, thermos. Yeah, but that's you. But you're, you're not buying the Stanley. You're not the target demo for yeah, Stanley. Yeah, I, I don't now. have one. Although I, I, I might have to get one. Just I might even get one this new pink color. I don't think you're going to get a hot pink one. Yeah, now. I'm not. I'm not. But I just, you know. I, was I think you should, though. I mean, my wife's is a, a light pink. It's a light pink, Stanley. Yeah. I think I need a, a dark one. I, you know yeah. what? I, you know what I would buy? I would buy one that's that old speckled Stanley green. That's what I would buy. I, I, the, the, the old school, like the yeah. thermos. Throw me one of those out there, which I have never seen. I will pay your $55 for that. Uh, I think I saw one actually that was like it, but it was the thermos. It wasn't the, the thirst no, quencher no, no, no. or whatever. I, I want the cup. I can get thermoses that color. I can go to a, an estate sale and get a thermos that color. I want the cup. <laughs> yeah. You want the, you, you want the thirst quencher That's is, right. uh, is what you want. Uh, let's like see. 40 How about ounces. This? I mean, they're huge. Oh yeah. It's a nice little uh, route 44 drink. Yeah. I'll just take I'll just take my Sonic cup. Just give me the Sonic cup. I'm happy. Yeah, but you Which, can by take... the way, can I say something about Sonic? Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
and I'm tr- I'm trying to be nice here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know this is this is absolutely a first world problem. Uh, and I don't know if you if you feel the same way or not. But dear Sonic, mm-hmm. you screwed up the app. What did they do? The new app, the new interface. It stinks, and I don't like it, Matt. Oh, see, I haven't seen the new. Inf- when did they change it? Oh, they within the last week or so. Oh, because I haven't been in a week. I mean, the old interface worked perfectly. Why would you change it? Yes, they. Ch- I don't know. First, there was a, some type of update that happened with the Sonic app where it would just log you out. Uh, and every week you'd have to log back in. And that was annoying. Then they did this massive update where they changed the interface of the app. And it is much slower now. And instead of identifying, you know, like where I'm at, what Sonic I'm close to, it just assumes I'm at the old Sonic that I was at, you know, yesterday or the day before. Oh, that doesn't make sense in Lubbock. You know, two blocks, you're at a different Sonic. Exactly. And so I had, you have to go back. You have to do the GPS. It's just, uh, it's just too much. Yeah, no. They Come got on, too Sonic. cute with it. Come on, Go Sonic. back to the original app, Sonic. Come on. Now, the good thing is they kept the uh, all-day happy hour. Well, that's, what's, uh, that's what I was going to ask. I'm like, do yeah. I still get my half-price drinks? Yeah, they did keep the all-day happy hour, so that's good. That's good, Sonic. Nobody's going to use a crappy app if you don't have those yeah. drinks. But hey. the, the the new app is no good. The, the, the new app is no good. And I love Sonic. I'm a big Sonic fan. You know that. I do. Uh, but the new app, I don't like it. It's no good. You got to change it back. I want simple. That's all I need. I need simple. Just give me a simple app. It's Sonic. That's all you need. Yeah, I don't need to. Well, I, I don't s- need the contact info for the I store. I don't need any of that. You I don't. can't. You can't get a chocolate coke through the app, and they need to change that. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, you can't do that through the app. What a chocolate coke? Nope, can't get it. What is the chocolate coke? I don't know. My dad used to drink them all the time. It's like a nostalgia thing that I do every now and then, and uh, you can't do it through the app. Okay, no, you got to go into detail. Like, okay, so is this like uh, you order a Coke and you get chocolate syrup poured into it? Yeah. Really? So the, there was a place uh, that we used to always go to. It was kind of like Sonic, but it was called Burger Kitchen. It was in uh-huh. Leveland, Texas. It was right across the street from where my dad worked. So we'd walk over there and get drinks. And he would, a lot of times there for a couple of years, he always wanted a chocolate Coke. And so we would get a chocolate Coke and they just poured chocolate syrup in the Coke and uh, that's how he would drink it. And, you know, every now and then I would get one too and I was like, well, it, it's it's not as bad as it sounds, trust me. And so... No, I'm looking it up. Hang on, I'm yeah. looking it up here. So now you go to Sonic, you can't get a chocolate Coke on the app. If you get, you'd have to talk to them through the little thing, which means you have to pay double for it. Yeah. Because they, they probably they, they probably look at you weird. Who cares? I don't care. You know, I, don't, I don't care what they look at me like. Uh, the old fashioned chocolate Coke. There you this go. Is a, uh, it was a big deal in the fifties and sixties. And uh, old fashioned soda fountain sold a special place in the hearts of many. Uh, let's see here. The concept of the soda fountain. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah. Apparently, a lot of people like the uh, the chocolate Coke. Just saying. 
I have no idea. Coca-Cola tried to make a coffee Coke, and it was terrible. Yeah. And coffee has some of the same kind of notes as uh, chocolate, but the chocolate Coke actually works. Here's what uh, RetroHousewifeGoesGreen.com says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, among the most popular creations at a soda fountain was the chocolate Coke. The delightful beverage combined the classic taste of Coca-Cola with the rich and indulgent flavor of chocolate syrup. The sweet and tangy notes of the cola blended harmoniously with a smooth and creamy chocolate, creating a unique taste sensation. Now, there you go. The chocolate Coke became a favorite treat, especially among young patrons who relished the combination of the familiar and indulgent flavors. Wow. See, I couldn't All have right, told I you any try. of that. I couldn't have told you any of I that. Sh- I just yeah, I, I remember try my dad point. getting them every now and then, and now it it's kind of a, a nostalgia thing. You t- you taste it, and it like takes you back in time. Yeah, I could see that. I, I got to try that at some point. It sounded, it's like uh, when you hear this time of year, especially mm-hmm. uh, when people drink hot Dr. Pepper. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 and wait. It's supposed wait, wait, wait. to be really good. Wait, let me let me double check this, okay? So hot uh-huh. dog, is that yeah. like uh, Fireball and Dr. Pepper together? No, not Fireball. No, okay. no. Well, because I had a guy that came and he wanted Fireball and Dr. Pepper, so he... You know, he bought Fireball and he bought this Dr. Pepper. I'm like, are you going to put those together? He said, absolutely. Like, okay. I never heard of it. So here you go. Uh, let's see. Hot Dr. Pepper, a drink that straddles the line between the two of uh, when a soft drink is no longer a soft drink. Uh, when heat is applied to cool oh, a no. can of soda, no. it transforms from a light, refreshing soft drink to a thick, sweet tea. Uh, odd as hot soda might sound, it's really not that different from a glass of hot cider. No, thank you. First promoted in the 1960s uh, with advertisements like uh, this little snowman holding up a glass of hot Dr. Pepper. Hot Dr. Pepper was developed as a corporate strategy to keep profits strong during the holiday season when the sales of cold pop plummeted and caught on mostly in the American South where it lives on to this day in some little towns. In most of the country, hot Dr. Pepper has long since faded. Okay, well, I mean, I I get where they're coming from because I like to drink Dr. Pepper year-round too, but I have no need for a hot one. Just give me the cold one. I love my... My Dr. Pepper can be ice cold. I'm good with that. It can be freezing cold outside. I will still drink a freezing cold Dr. Pepper because that's how it's good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, Matt, do we have time to talk about the uh, the flight attendants? Uh, yeah, sure. We're at yeah. uh, okay. we're. At, I'll just tell you we're at 39 minutes. So yeah, all right. So we're good. We're yeah, good. We're all good. right. Just making sure. Uh, let's see this from uh, the New York Post. The uh, flight attendants reveal the five filthiest, rarely cleaned areas of an airplane. So for those of you traveling, here you go. <laughs> uh, let's see, Matt. The overhead bin. Oh, yeah, I don't see them ever cleaning that. Yeah, they said they're rarely cleaned, and they're touched by a lot of people. Yeah, so... I'm not uh, too worried about the overhead bin. So I'll tell you, I sat in a plane and watched the stewardesses uh, clean stuff up. Or, I'm sorry, it's not a stewardess anymore, is it? It's uh, What do they call no, them now? you're fine. You can say stewardess. Anyway, uh, I watched them all cleaning stuff uh, when we were waiting for the flight to take off again, right? Yeah. And... Uh, they did clean the bathrooms. Like, they went in and they freshened up the bathrooms. 
but a lot of play. I mean, they didn't clean much, and they they didn't yeah, touch well, the overhand bins to. at all. Right. Oh no, they don't have time to do that. And I'm sure that once they're gone, they're not going to come back in. And after they get the last group out, they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'll go back in and clean." Heck no, they're not. They're on oh. their way out. They're leaving. Yeah, they're going home. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's if you ever see the the flight attendants leave after the uh, the flight, they get everybody out, then they're leaving. They're done. Well, sometimes right, they say that uh, they don't even another wait. another uh, dirty, dirty spot, Matt. Mm-hmm. The safety instructions. I can see that too. Yeah, everybody they said pulls uh, the out and dirtiest. Yeah, the dirtiest spot on the plane is the safety instruction card in the seat back pocket. Not only can passengers wipe down cards, sanitize their hands before reading them, they can also uh, pay it forward by wiping the card before they put it away. Nobody does that, by the way. No, no, that's not. No. Nobody's wiping down anything. Uh, my, I wouldn't even wipe it down if now that I know. I'm just not going to yeah. pull it out. Yeah. I'm just not going to touch it. The only time... The, the only time that I have actually read the instructions, the, uh, you know, the emergency instructions is when I'm trying to look busy on a Southwest uh, flight and I don't want anyone sitting in the middle seat. Oh, that's good. You don't want them. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I, I see I don't, that. don't bother me. I'm busy. Yeah, but, but, I, I'm reading the, I'm reading the safety instructions. Uh, I mean, for the a lot airplane. of people do that though. Oh, Sure. Well, Absolutely. and what's, what's great is that they always tell you, like, they always tell you how many people are on the flight, like how short it is in Southwest. So they'll be like, yeah. all right, every every seat sold, so y'all are going to be sitting by somebody. And then they'll be like, there's, you know, the, we're going to have 40 empty seats. And you're like, all right, well, if I play my cards right at 40 empty seats, it's going to be one in between me and whoever that guy is over there. Yeah. Uh, another dirty, dirty spot on the plane, the tray table, which I mean, that probably doesn't shock anybody. No. And everybody pulls yeah, tra- it down when they get their drinks. Yeah. The tray table, uh, frequently used on planes for eating. And then, uh, they say that one disgusted flight attendant explained that, uh, they have seen multiple parents have the audacity to change their child's diaper on top of the tray table. That's gross. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're a, a flight attendant in that circumstance, surely you grab up some kind of sanitary wipe and do something. Well, I don't know. I think you just walk away. Uh, seat covers. <laughs> they say seat covers. Another uh, very, very nasty area on the flight. So it, now, basically everywhere you are is nasty. Now, I actually read about the, the seat covers. Now, I know that the ones that they use now are usually like a leather type or a pleather like the fake, especially with Southwest. But they said for a long time, they used to use um, just like buses and um, planes. They would use that bluish color with all the little like different colors in it because it would hide all the dirt and nastiness that ends up in there. They literally had a design made to hide what was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, they, they said every passenger on the plane must sit for several hours at a time, even though people might get, uh, even though people uh, may get airsick or vomit on board or even have an accident. Seat covers don't always get sanitized. Quote, 
Seat covers aren't always replaced or cleaned, one flight attendant said. Not every gross event is reported as it could create a flight delay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you've got to use no, it as you. a flotation device. Then you won't find yeah, out what exactly. it's... You won't find out what it smells like until you use it as a flotation device and it's right up in your oh. face. Oh, my goodness. That, that is, that's no fun at all. <laughs> no. Uh, and then bathroom doors, they said. Uh, the toilets are regularly cleaned, but the locks and doors handles are not oh, regularly I can, cleaned. I can see that because when you watch them, they run in there and they like uh, do what they got to do and they run back out. But I don't, I, I don't guess I even see them touching the doors at all. No. No, they're 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 usually not. They're uh, they're staying away from that. And see, that would be a really uh, easy one because there's only two doors. Just grab a grab an alcohol wipe, 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 done. You would think it would be that easy. And yeah, I don't know. I you know just they don't you gotta. Have, they don't want to deal with it. No, well, they don't want to create a delay. And then they're you know, and then they're always uh, the flight attendant. They're always busy. They got to deal with people getting on the plane and not knowing how to act. Oh, I know. And I mean, I see these people acting like craziness on a plane and I'm like, my kids don't even act like that. Yeah, I don't get it. This is this is why I do say we're losing it as a nation, because uh, just just get on the plane, sit down and shut up. Exactly. It should it's, be that it's, easy. It's simple. Like Nobody's I'm comfortable. A, it's a dadgum bus that flies. That's all it is. Yeah. I, I get annoyed with flying. Um it's I get it. I, I I understand it's annoying. But sit down and shut up so we can all just get to where we want to go and have fun. Grab uh, well the problem is the alcohol. Let's be honest. I mean you've got the I don't even know if layovers. it's all out. they got layovers, they've been sitting there chugging the, the drinks and then they get back on the plane and they go crazy. Yeah, but we, we had that even before COVID. And I'm telling you, it was something. It's something with COVID and just everything surrounding COVID that just made people lose it. People just got tired uh, of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just they got tired of everything, and yeah. they've they've just lost their minds because you you had you had bad travel days, and you had uh, you know the, the you had alcohol being served on flights, and you had alcohol being served in the airports. You had all of that before COVID, but something during COVID it just and mess with so many people's minds uh, and, you know, being told what to do and everything else. I don't know, but it's just, people have just lost their minds. They were done. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's, uh, that is, uh, that's, that's part of it. Uh, let's see uh, another, another story. People really do hate these self-checkout devices. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got a story here from the uh, wall street journal. It's an opinion piece, Matt. In which they uh, they're saying good riddance to the uh, to to the self checkout lines. They're done with them. Uh, they say that uh, well uh, they're uh, they, they talk about how uh, ATMs are pretty much the same from bank to bank, but self checkout systems vary considerably from store chain to store chain. Uh, some like Stop and Shop, whatever that is, require you to clear your bagging area and pack up the accumulated groceries before you scan more items. Costco, in the meantime, forbids bagging until every item has been scanned, which means a huge pile up on the counter and often cracked eggs. They're very upset about that. Yeah. Uh, almost more embarrassing is the frequent uh, uh, frequent differences from store employees as the 
idiotic feeling of accomplishment when somehow you manage to scan and pack the purchases without incident. In those rare moments of triumph, I ran away from observations that the regular checkout lane may cut down on unnecessary retail drama. Uh, let's see, last month I was even at one store uh, where I was uh, scanning. Oh, it was an airport convenience store. And as I uh, began scanning, everything was going fine. And as I got set to pay, a news screen appeared and asked if I wanted to add a 10, 15, or 20% tip. I've seen oh, that before. No. At the airport. I've seen that. And there's no one there to help you. And they're asking for a tip. Zero. <laughs> Heck no, you're not getting a tip. Well, so I went to a restaurant. I'll, I'll tell you this story. I went to a restaurant the other day. I called in and did a, a to-go order. And the guy was there to do the to-go order. And I walked in and, and it was a, a, a Philly cheesesteak. And I said, I have a to-go order for a chili cheesesteak. And he said, no, you don't. Not here. We don't have a chili cheesesteak here. I said, I literally called 15 minutes ago and ordered it. I know where I'm at. So he turned around and looked. My bag was right there. And they did have it. It's on the menu. He just didn't know that. Uh, wow. You know how much of a tip I gave him? Zero. You know why? And, and you know me. I tip everybody. You know right, why I gave him did. zero tip? Because he had nothing to do with that being there. Nothing. That means he didn't touch it from the kitchen he didn't take oh, yeah. out order. He had nothing to do with it being there, but it sure as heck asked me to give him a tip. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's everywhere now. Oh, I know. Uh, even the, the other day we ordered, uh, we ordered pizza and I was going and picking it up. It's easier to go and pick it up where, where we live now. It's just, it's easier to go and pick it up. And uh, it, it asked me when I was checking out, if I wanted to leave a tip, I'm like, wait a minute. One, who's the tip going to? Mm-hmm. Because it certainly isn't going. I, I worked at a pizza place. Yep. Me too. You never got tips before if someone was picking up a pizza. Like that was, that wasn't, if they were coming in and picking up a pizza and leaving, no one was getting a tip from that pizza. Uh, now, if you like were on cutting duty or whatever, I think you were paid more that day or something. Um, if you were like having to make the pizzas and everything else, like you were actually paid, I think a higher wage on those days versus being a, uh, a driver where you got the, the tips, but now they're asking for, uh, for, for a tip for me to go and pick up the pizza. Yeah. That's nope. nuts. Well, I'll tell you, I, I mean, I worked at pizza hut for a long time and, uh, whenever we did a, like a, a cash readout, like a credit card readout, it would automatically do the tips because it was the same one that did it versus the one that the driver did it. And every now and then someone would actually put a tip on that. Most people put zero. But on the carryouts, every now and then someone would put a tip on that. Do you know who that went to? The manager? No, it went to the person doing the checkout. Whoever put their name on it. Because whoever finished that order, in other words, whoever was the one standing there and actually checked it out, got whatever the tip was. So the person who didn't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. It was just the person that's sitting there typing yeah. right there. I mean, it yeah, works. So up. that's why I don't leave yeah. a tip. I don't leave a tip. If I'm picking up a pizza, I'm not, I'm not leaving a tip. Yeah. I don't blame you. They didn't do anything. No, no. All you did was hand me the pizza 
And even that, you weren't smiling. Like nine times out of ten, you're not smiling when you're getting <laughs> to read the piece. You're angry about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The whole tipping thing, it's just, it's gotten out of hand. The self-checkout stuff's gotten out of hand. Yeah, wh- what happened much. to the personal touch? Uh, that died during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Well, it never came yeah, back that either. That died during COVID. Uh, you know what? It has been very good. This uh, Balcones Cataleja. Oh, it's fantastic. The Texas Single Malt, which is the uh, 15th anniversary uh, release from Balcones. And uh, Matt, it is excellent. It's it's great. I mean, it's um, it's a flavor bomb. That's all there is to it. It's It's got all these flavors that just do very well with that uh, that single malt. I mean, if you've ever had their regular Texas single malt, it's great. But now these are finished, and it's got all the different flavors, and it's just it's just packed all in there. And it's so I get a lot of like I still get a lot of the dark fruits. I get a lot more sugar, like the sweetness, like a brown sugar sweetness on it now that I've been drinking yeah, it for a while too. and that it's opened up. And I get a lot um, less of the. Um, the spiciness that would come from a maybe like um, the spiciness that's there, though, is like um, maybe cloves or cinnamon or something like that. So it's actually a really nice spiciness that it has, but it just kind of goes to the background. Now, I'll put it this way. Uh, they put on uh, the tasting notes here on the website says um, it is sticky with brooding notes of medjool dates stuffed with cashew butter. Now, I taste the medjool dates. I don't taste any cashew butter, though. And then it says cocoa nib. I kind of see the cocoa in there. Yeah, ground, I get that. Ground clove. Now, I did get a heavier clove when I first started drinking it, but that kind of goes in the background as it opens up to a lot more of the sweetness and dark dried fruits. And that's what I get more than anything else is, you know, your dates. Your, and I still get the dates, the raisin, the, the dark dried fruit. And, and I think I just love that. Now, mm-hmm. the other thing they said is pineapple kebabs on matchstick. Now, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I would call it that by any means. But, you know, maybe if you think about a well-seasoned piece of steak. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't taste like steak at all. But you think about that flavor that you get as soon as that hits your tongue. You get all that flavor coming out of this. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, I. I mean, uh, I think uh, you're dead on. Um, that this is uh, this is something that uh, I, I think if if you are a fan of the sherry or wine finished. Um, uh, whiskeys that are out there, which I am. I've been a huge fan of them. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this whiskey, and uh, and I can't wait to see what else they come out with because uh, if this is their not really their first foray uh, into it, but if if this is kind of the direction that they're heading and they the new overall direction, uh, they're gonna have some big hits on their hands in the future. Well, I'll tell you, I look back and and I told you before. All their best stuff, all their high, their you know one offs that just really wowed me. They were all single malts. 
And this is one of those. I mean, this is fantastic. And every um, limited time thing I've had from them that's been a, a single malt has been far beyond my expectations and worth every single penny that I paid for it. And I'm going to say that that this is the same way. I mean, the other ones were probably between 75 and 80. This one's 120. But how many times do you pick up a $120 bottle of whiskey and say, you know what, that was worth what I paid for it? Right. I never do. I mean, it's it's rarely, rarely worth every penny. This one is. I agree. It's uh, the uh, Balcones uh, Cataleja, and you need to go and pick it up. If you find it at your uh, liquor store, your local liquor store, It's it, you, we found it for around... 125, 124 bucks. That's kind of what you're going to be uh, looking for. Uh, if you see it a lot higher than that, it don't, don't. Uh, but you know, 125 bucks, that's what you're going to pay for it. Um, and, and let me tell you something. If again, if you're a fan of sherry, uh, if you're, if you like some of that, those sweet notes and that just a, as Matt said, a flavor bomb and one that, uh, you, I mean, it's just you open it up and you're going to smell the, uh, the 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 berries and the uh, some of the sweetness to it. It's just you're you're going to really enjoy this one. Uh, I believe from Balcones, uh, Cataleja. You can pick it up uh, today uh, wherever uh, you get your fine liquor and spirits. And uh, it'll at, be and, it'll be yeah. easy to see. Go to the the section that normally has the Balcones. And it'll be a little bit taller and a little skinnier. It, it just doesn't yeah. quite fit there, but it just pops out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Follow us on social media at Chat HD Radio, at Matt Martin Radio, at Current and Cask, where you can follow us. And uh, we welcome you to season number two of Current and Cask. We thank you for tuning in to another episode of Current and Cask, Chat HD, and Matt Martin. You can reach out to us on social media and email us caskerspod at gmail.com that's caskerspod at gmail.com enjoy life and cheers <laughs>